everybody. Welcome again to the Trades Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss. And this is the Trades Cast for the week of January 16th, 2016. Uh, I mean, 2017. 2017. It's hard to remember. Uh, All those checks you write, Jeff, have you been uh, have you been writing 2016 for the last is, couple of weeks? It is funny. You used to have to write the date so much more than you do. You know, your computer does it for you now. And uh, used to be write so much and uh, get the na- get the date wrong over and over again. But uh, no, I'll probably catch up to 2017 somewhere around June. Uh, <laughs> right. That's not really fair. I'm actually still I still frequently am saying 2012. So um, I <laughs> I can't quite remember. <laughs> Um, it's, it's kind of a crazy year, but I guess we will remember 2017 is the year Donald Trump took office. Um, and a couple of things interesting to talk about just for a sec. Saturday Night Live, I, I want to know your take on this. Um, of course, I don't, I'm not in complete disagreement with Donald Trump when he says that Saturday Night Live is not the best. I, I don't necessarily think of it as being terribly funny. Um, but of course he doesn't think it's funny because it's about him. It is funny because uh, that part is funny because his tweets are kind of like a five-year-old who thinks everything's funny till you're making fun of him. Um, are, do you think that we are actually watching this weird back and forth that's going to last two, three, four years or however long uh, Trump's in office, anywhere from a week to eight years? Are they just going to keep doing a skit and he's going to tweet about it? He thinks they're going to get canceled, which is never going to happen. So um, do you think we're just going to see it back and forth forever? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of his, his critical judgment about Saturday Night Live, I, I also don't agree, disagree with him. God, that was so hard for me to say. Um, you know, going back to, uh, you know, actually, if you go back to the very early shows, they, many of them weren't that funny. But it was funny enough for him to participate in uh, last year when he was running for president. So something has changed. It's, I wonder what. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to go on. I mean, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theorist, uh, the little conspiracy theorist in me worries that, uh, that he can lean on somebody or he can, uh, you know, do something to get it canceled or to cause some sort of mayhem for, uh, Alec Baldwin. I mean, you know, stick the IRS on him or the FBI or something. But I mean, I think that's, that's, uh, you know, a catastrophist approach. And I, I don't think we get very far, th- you know, dreaming up those scenarios. Um, but he can certainly, you can certainly keep keep tweeting about it. It's it's weird though, Jeff. I mean, I don't. It's weird. I don't understand what he gets out of it or what he hopes to get out of it, um, unless he's trying to drive down the ratings of SNL. But every time he tweets about anything, it only makes the thing he tweets about more. Popular. Of course, and and it may not be the actual ratings, but every time he does, somebody who hasn't seen it is now going to go to Hulu or wherever and watch it. So uh, it, it will drive up traffic after the fact. Um, NBC is not going to cancel this show. It, it has gone through horrible times. It has no competition. So it is always going to stay on the air. I think it'll be on the air. I'm, I mean, literally until NBC is done. So uh, I think it could be on the air 30 more years, or I guess it's NBC, five more years. So... Um, I don't. Well, I mean, I think that's I think that's an interesting point, and and something that will be interesting to watch play out. Um, you know, as 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 Trump takes over the presidency, uh, we are not. 
an authoritarian country. We don't have an authoritarian history. Yes, you can point to some moments uh, here here and there where we, we might have come close. Um, but it's not as if he can snap his fingers and make NBC go away, I don't think. Um, no, of course. And, and also, there's, there's a lot of, and, and maybe because, uh, there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of SNL, and it's not just the ratings of the show and the advertising that is driving that, but it's all the, um, you know, the production uh, production credits that roll out of SNL into movies, into um, uh, you know, viral videos, and 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 so on. So uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out. The funniest thing is his hatred of NBC. He has a show on NBC. And nothing is funnier to me than when Donald Trump actually criticized his own show, um, which he did with Celebrity Apprentice and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it it started to make people think that he just remain executive producer because there are secrets with The Apprentice that he doesn't want people to know. And if he keeps his finger on the show, um, but the, the idea that he cares so little about things compared to his feelings, his personal feelings is going to be interesting as it goes along because there are certainly, he's going to start getting criticized heavily by other world leaders uh, while he's in office. And it's going to be funny to see how he reacts. Um, right. he's, he's already been called stupid by the head of at least a, a couple of major European countries. So, um, and for I, that, he, he, uh, he, uh, he, um, he wants he's, he's promoting the dissolution of uh, the European Union so right. we'll see how powerful he is <laughs> well um, um, oh, as a side note to um, to Trump uh, Facebook it looks like it is now rolling out or trying out the idea of being able to spot fake news and letting people know that they are seeing what is potentially fake news. Um, do you think this is a good thing? Do you think they should be trying this? Or do you think that um, it, it, it gets a little dicey because what if they're wrong or things like that? And do you think this is a good thing? I do think it's a good thing. I think it's a very good thing, and I think it's about time. And um, I think it will. Um, I think it will. I think it will work. I mean, at least the model that I saw that they're proposing in Germany should work. So, so what this means. Uh, and the way the way that I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, people will be able to flag stories that they see on the internet as being potential fake news, and then there must be some algorithm. So people could 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 tag the New York Times, um, uh, Washington Post, whatever, as being fake news. But it then goes to an independent arbiter to determine whether it actually is fake news or not. So I guess there will be, and then and then those results are returned back into into Facebook that uh, the the stories get flagged. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a kind of certification of of realness. Now the the problem will be in that, of course, devils in the details in that independent third party. Does that mean that um, that third party is incorruptible? Uh, and so those accusations will certainly fly. Um, but it's better than the situation we've got now. And I think the only thing that we can uh, hope for is that reasonable people with a um, uh, with a, a reasonable sense of, of decency and honesty will take it at face value and rec- and start to be able to recognize what is fake news and what isn't. I'm not even sure, though, to be honest, the people who like fake news care. So, no, they don't. Of course so not. Of course it, not. That's what I'm saying. it says fake news, in fact, I would think that we're at a point now that a lot of people who maybe who um, 
feel a certain way, uh, figure that if it says fake news, it probably is real news, in which case they're more likely to read it. Uh, Donald Trump called CNN fake news on a live press conference, um, which uh, I'd say what you want about CNN. Fake news is not usually what I call CNN, maybe boring or dull or caught up in one story, but I wouldn't call them fake news, would you? No, but but here's the here's the tricky part. Um, the media and the mainstream media, I hate that, that term because it's so squishy and no one really knows what they're referring to. But when we're looking at CNN, uh, the, the cable, the cable, well, we're looking at all, probably all mainstream media. One problem, Jeff, is that the rush to be first has created this, this frenzy, uh, where, uh, journalists will start to publish rumors. Um, because someone else will publish the rumor first. And while that is most common in the BuzzFeeds and the politicos of the world, um, it's also seeping into what we would have called the trusted media 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 years ago. And so I do think that journalists and the media have to become more accountable for the, 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 their own journalism. Um, and, and, um, you know, make sure that they, they talk about when they've gotten something wrong because there's a difference between getting something wrong as a journalist and then correcting it and providing fake news. Uh, and I think they need to work really hard to get it right more often than they have maybe the last couple of years. I agree. And this get it first thing is going to be really challenging. Well, we're going to see how this works. If it goes well in Germany, then we'll see what goes on with the idea of um, flagging fake news. But uh, <laughs> if it doesn't go well in Germany, it may not matter. Right. Right. <laughs> So uh, we'll, we'll just see, you know, um, Wikipedia does a pretty good job of cleaning up mistakes as they happen on its on its site. So let's see if, if in similar. You know, fashion. that's a really that's a really, really good point. And there are there are people that are there are experts in the field that if you're an expert in Captain Kangaroo, you're watching the Captain Kangaroo page and making sure that no um, no false information gets posted there. And, and, and why not uh, extend that into Facebook and into the media? I think that's an, an interesting idea. Right. Let's look at the box office for a minute. We don't look at it too often. Um, Finding Dory was considered the number one box office film of last year, of 2016, until this week. Um, yeah, Rogue One is going to take over as the number one film, um, which is really remarkable considering that it just has a Star Wars tag on it, and there are some ancillary characters, but it's a whole new story, quote, new story on Star Wars. It's pretty impressive. Um but I would say the biggest surprise of the year, in many ways, is La La Land. Not that critics haven't loved I mean, critics were certainly going to love it. I think it's a remarkable film. I think that it deserves the awards that it's getting. Uh, for a musical, it's both modern and classic. It's fresh. It's all those things. But the box office is stunning me, Tom. We're looking at it's already at something like 70-something million domestically. It's going to gross $100 million. Um, and it, uh, there's this argument going on that it is one of the reasons that some of these new musicals, and there are many, have been greenlit. I've, I've just gotten through telling a lot of different classes that I teach that, um, you know, it's very typical to have one or two musicals a year, and that's it, and that's the trend, and that's how it's been for a long time, not counting animated movies. But, Tom, they're talking about nearly a couple dozen musicals coming down the pipe. Do you think... This is an ongoing trend, or I, I happen to think this might be a mistake because I don't think we I don't think we've really turned a corner. I think this is just La La Land. 
Um, I don't know. I think we might have turned a corner. We will, we will see. Uh, Jeff, I think it's important to, to note too. There have been musicals over the, and very successful musicals over the last couple of years. Um, uh, but what we haven't seen a lot of is the, uh, what I heard referred to, read referred to as the break into song musicals. So, you know, this is the old fashioned, we're just walking down the street and then suddenly we're singing. Um, and so that's, I think, going to be new. And that's what La La Land is. The reason I, I think we might have turned a corner is, um, there's been a lot of comparisons to the, uh, Fred and, and Ginger who were, slightly better dancers than uh, uh Emma's, yeah. Emma's and yeah but 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 nonetheless um those movies those lighthearted uh farcical romps were really popular in the 30s when um when uh, every news story was pretty bleak jeff every news story now is pretty bleak yes i mean yes it was the depression and that is true but i just don't know if sensibilities have changed as much because while you are right we've had some hit musicals Again, it's one or two in a year, and they're talking about 15 or more musicals coming out. Do you honestly think we've changed enough? Because I figure during depressing times today, it's more of just the wacky comedy or the cynical comedy. But, uh, I mean, look at me. I- I'm thrilled. I'm an Astaire Rogers fan. So if we're going to have more La La Lands, I say bring it on. I just don't see it happening. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I-, I think... It's it's gen, genuinely unknown. I mean, I think the La La Land came came along at a at a in a very during a very bleak December. Um, people went to the theaters to to see it for an escape, and it was uh, you know lighthearted and didn't have the, the 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 happiest of endings, but it was a you know deserved and earned ending. Um, what I think will remain to be seen is whether for the 10, 15, 20 musicals that will be coming out this year, whether people will get off the couch and go to the theater to see them or do what we've been doing for the last few years and wait until, uh, you know, you know, wait the four to six weeks until we can watch it on pay-per-view in, in our cozy little homes. I don't know. I mean, I think there may be, you know, maybe more of an impulse for people to get out and be among other people these days. Um, that's a possibility. I think it's probably 40, 60 that that's the case and maybe even worse than that. But, uh, you know, I think we'll know more in about yeah, we'll three We'll be talking months. at the end of 2017. And one of the stories we'll be talking about is did the musical make a comeback? Um, but one, one musical so far is not the, not the answer. You know, you know um, Jeff, we didn't, uh, sorry to interrupt, but we didn't um, talk about, or maybe we did and I don't remember, talk about Hairspray uh, and the, the the musicals that are showing up on TV. Uh, do you think that has had anything to do with the renaissance of um, I do a little, musicals? Although, I, although, while I thought the Hairspray Live was uh, really well done and I loved the show and I thought they were very creative, uh, building off of what Fox had done with Grease, the ratings were not that great. So um, I don't know if that did have a change. I'm still, I honestly, I honestly just think La La Land is one of those, like, it's like, I think of it like Little Miss Sunshine. You remember when Little Miss Sunshine came out? It was this tiny yeah. film that nothing, uh, cost nothing to make, and no one thought it would be a hit, and it grossed $100 million. And then everyone thought, let's make, let's make Little Miss Sunshine. Like five movies that look just like it, all bombed. So right. sometimes um, it just it's just one or two films that kind of are special, so. Um, I'm excited to see, though. Um, the box office kind of made a, a note um, by a couple of um, or three 
uh, bigger budget movies that didn't do well. January, of course, is a time when movies come out that aren't going to do very well. Um, people used to think of it as one of the lower box office times. Um, and I feel like two of these films, um, they should have seen coming. Um, one is Scorsese's Silence. I never thought of this as being a big budget movie. I always assumed because this is a passion project of Scorsese's that critics would like it and it just wouldn't do very well um, because it's not his kind of, you know, he makes hit movies about bad guys and gangsters and this is just, this is the mission. This is just, it's not that kind of movie. Um, and uh, does it surprise you it's not doing well? To me, it's just not that kind of movie that's going to be a yeah, hit. No, no I, I agree. I mean, I think the Scorsese name attached to it makes everybody expect uh, Bafo at the box office. Uh, right. Live by night. I think they, I think they saw live by night real, uh, coming down the pike as being a movie, um, that wasn't very good. Um, critics didn't like it. Um, people haven't liked it. And I, I mean, it's not doing well when you agree, just because it looks like it's just not a very good film. I'm not interested yeah. in seeing it. Um, the one that's more interesting to me is it's called monster trucks. This is one of these an, uh, pseudo-animated movies, live action with animation. Um, and a lot of money was sunk into this movie, more than $100 million, and it is not going to make its money back. Um, I think sometimes they just get, I, you know, they're in love with these ideas. But uh, it, it, you, the, the big takeaway from that one for me is that if it is not animated, you got to be really careful. You, most people just want to pick a um, uh, a project that everyone already knows. You know, a hit book of some kind, a trusted character of some kind. Because we're seeing these films that may be based on a book, but it's not a totally beloved book or story, and they're bombing and they cost too much money. Don't you think this is more of a chilling effect? Like the, they'll be more conservative and to any movie that's, that's going to cost more than $100 million has got to be based on something that everyone's already familiar with? Well, that would be the rational and reasonable <laughs> response, Jeff. But I, I, I think we see lots of evidence in movies, theater, books, everything, politics, that um, that's not that's not often the case. So, uh, uh, no, I think, I, think, I think there's still enough gamblers in the world to... Um, to uh to to maybe maybe prove you might be wrong with that idea well i tom what i was thinking is you and i should look ahead uh in a couple of weeks we'll look ahead at the um the movies for this year and let's guess which ones we think are going to be the highest grossing because it should be an interesting slate in 2017 if they can keep the uh, trend going again for a lot of box office um, you know, let's just wrap up the Golden Globes for a minute. You kind of made it clear in 2016 that you've, you've had <laughs> enough of, of award shows. You're sick of them. Um, and no one can really blame you. They all appear to be uh, the same. Or maybe you're just getting old and fuddy-duddy. I don't know. Or, um, or both. But, or both. What's interesting is the Golden Globes um, ratings went up slightly, which I would not have predicted. I would definitely have thought they would have gone down. Some people have guesses as to why that is. Um, people wanted to see Meryl Streep win her award, um, certain films that maybe were beloved. I don't know why the ratings would have gone up. I think this is an anomaly. I think they'll start going back down again. Um, I know you didn't watch it because you're not going to watch it. Um, Jimmy Fallon, again, is serviceable, but I think starting to phone it in a little bit. I'm not even sure they need uh, necessarily a host past a 
an, uh, an open and a monologue. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was okay. It, the takeaway most people are going to have is the Meryl Streep kind of criticizing government and Trump and, and those kind of things and talking about what she thinks should come out of the world. And Meryl Streep can get away with that one, although then Donald Trump called her a bad actress, which is, again, I don't know what to say about that. But I wanted to ask you about a couple of winners. Um, so, again, in television, we're looking at a takeover by the non-broadcast primarily. So I wanted to ask you if you felt that the Crown and Atlanta were the deserving winners in your estimation. Well, uh yeah, I watched both of those shows, and I think, you know, taking Atlanta first, it is a very weird show. I mean, not weird. I mean, it's not, like, bizarre or anything, but it has a very interesting pacing to it, um, and it, it deals – it's a comedy, but it deals with some some pretty heavy topics. So um, I was pleased to see Atlanta win. I think Donald Glover is fantastically talented. He's – you know he's 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 not always doing things that I'm particularly interested in, particularly in music. But but um, I got I got to give it to him. Uh, he and his brother put together an incredible show. Um, the Crown, you know, was one of those shows that Netflix kept telling me that I was interested in, and I kept resisting until one day I just kind of checked it out. Very well written, stylized, um, and I actually learned things about um, British history that I did not know. Did you know about the Killer Fog? No. Yeah, there was a killer fog in 1952 that descended on London. It was um, a pretty tragic thing. See, now I have to watch it. Um, don't worry. They said it was going to be on for 11, 11 seasons, right? <laughs> they decided <laughs> so. It should be around. Um, uh, now, what about Moonlight? Did, did you think of that as, as a surprise win? Obviously, it had been getting a lot of buzz. La La Land was a done deal. That was going to win for musical or comedy. Um, did you think that Moonlight was going to win. Are you happy it won? I'm extremely happy it won. Movies like this generally don't win the big prizes. Uh, it was a, a quiet and thoughtful movie without um, any any major stars. Uh, it was all about the writing and all about the subject matter. And, and Jeff, I wonder, looking at, at, at Atlanta's win and Moonlight's win, if there, there wasn't something in the uh, zeitgeist that was moving uh, picture you know, uh, uh, entertainment with those uh, the dealing with those topics uh, particularly African American topics to the uh, to the forefront right of course but the big takeaway was that everyone kept apparently saying hidden fences instead of hidden figures and fences oh um, god yeah I know but they're before the grace of God I mean I, I it's it's bad but um, god it could happen to me uh, yes I guess um, but it, it just so happens that it was those two movies with pre- predominantly African American cast so. yeah um, totally. To, to me, the two interesting uh, wins were Zootopia won for animated feature, which I did not see coming. Uh, I think it's a really well done movie, but I thought it would be Moana. Um, and Tracy Ellis Ross, basically, if you're looking for a broadcast win, there were oh, virtually none. Um, but Tracy Ellis Ross won for Blackish, which I was very happy about just because I feel like she is a good actress. And, uh, but how embarrassing, right? That, you're just seeing, I mean, almost, almost shutouts now, right, Tom? From the major networks, just almost shutouts. It's been happening for five or six years now. So, um, what's it going to take for that to change? I, I, I do not know. Um, I think that um, will we will see a couple of awards 
maybe next year um, with the Emmys and, and Golden Globes that will go to broadcast. Um, so I don't think that it's an irreversible trend, but I don't ever see them overtaking, you know, winning more awards, taking out, you know, Netflix and, and the other broadcasters. But it's now, just did, did HBO win anything this year? Uh, Globes? I don't know what their major wins were. Um, did they win anything major? I don't think so, which is in, unusual, isn't it? Um, Do you think their their um, their um, the their their star is sinking a little bit? No, I, I'm looking at their lineup for basically shows that are coming out this year, and no, that it, it's all high quality. I just think that right now, a couple of shows. So no, their trend is not. I, I don't think at all on a downward spiral. I think that they they're they're just going to keep putting out quality shows, and sometimes you just get beat. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they're on a downward trend? Well, I just, you know, I think they've lost some of their um, uh, major hits. And, I mean, when Game of Thrones departs after the next couple of years, I just wonder what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure greater minds than, than mine have been working on this exact problem at HBO, so I'm not too worried about it, but it's, it's, it's curious. I think they're in it for the long haul, and as long as quality is still at the top of their list, unlike, the you know, NBC or ABC, uh, as Trump has told us, NBC is bad, really bad, bigly bad. <laughs> So uh, I don't think that they're going to have a problem. Um, what about Netflix and, uh, and Amazon? Are they? Um, they're just going to keep dominating. I think as long as they decided to keep spending an insane and what seems ridiculous amount of money, um, I think that they're going to keep at it because uh, they're trying to make good programming. So um, good for us. Good for the viewer. Um, so uh, Tom and I will look at what's coming up in 2017. Uh, in terms of big movies or new programming, we'll be checking those out in a couple of weeks. We'll be looking at everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day.